Merry Christmas. Christmas. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. The service today is found on the panel of your bulletin. The best way to follow along is to put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal and then simply go to the page indicated on the panel. Note we'll have a processional today, so right after the confession and absolution, you're invited to face the crucifix as it leads in during the hymn, Joy to the World. Please stand. The bells will call us to worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Please kneel for confession and absolution. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Almighty God, grant that the birth of your only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free from the bondage of sin. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
The Old Testament reading for the Nativity of our Lord is from Isaiah chapter 52. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see the return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. Epistle is from Hebrews chapter 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Our text for this morning's sermon on this, the Nativity of our Lord, is taken from the Gospel reading with special emphasis on the following words. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, we've all heard the saying, like father, like son, right? The phrase, like father, like son, means that who a son is and the way he lives his life reveals a lot about his father. John puts it this way in regard to our father in heaven. He writes that Jesus, the son of God, is at the father's side. And he has made him known. The writer to the Hebrews in our epistle lesson echoes that when he says that Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his image and nature. What is God saying to us with these words? He's saying that if you want to know God, look to Jesus. What you see when you look to Jesus is this. God is love. That's who he is. You see that the Father loves you. The Son loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. The Father wants to save you. The Son wants to save you. The Holy Spirit wants to save you, like Father, like Son. God wants you to know him as the God who becomes a baby for you, who lives for you, and dies for you. He doesn't want you to try to figure out who he is by attempting to uh, ascend into heaven in in your thoughts or your dreams or in your imagination, you cannot truly know him that way. Not really. He says, don't look up. Don't look there. Don't look into the abyss of the unknown. Look to the manger. Look to the cross. That's your God. The God who created you and everyone and everything who has ever lived or ever will live. The Apostle Paul puts it this way, in him we live and move and and have our being. Unlike Jesus' perfect relationship with God the Father, when we say like father, like son, or for that matter, like mother like daughter, the tainted character of our parents is revealed. Since all of us, well, we have the exact imprint of their sinful nature. David confesses that when he says, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. If mom's a sinner and dad's a sinner, 
the incarnation of their union, me, sinner. Like them, I fall short of the glory of God. Now, sin has estranged us from God to such extent that we don't even know him. Not really. Not in and of ourselves. As a result, we hear John write, when Jesus came to his own, the people he created, when he came to his own, his own people did not receive him. Jesus reveals the scope of our alienation from God when he says these words, quote, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and, and people like darkness rather than light because their works were evil. That's what God says about us. That's what Jesus says about us apart from God. Now, I'd like you to think about it this way. There's something in the universe that science calls a black hole. It's called black because it's a place where gravity is so intense that nothing can escape from it, not even light. Now, to be sure, the evidence is overwhelmed that we have been overcome by this kind of darkness, the darkness of sin and death. It's overwhelming. I mean, the good I want to do is the Apostle Paul says I don't do. The bad I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. I talk behind people's back, you do too. I lust after things that I shouldn't be lusting after, and you do too. We speak ill of others. We hurt them with our words and with our deeds. I mean, it's really dark. You and I, we've broken every, every single commandment, whether it be in thought, word, and deed. And yet, what do we do in this black hole? We keep thinking that we can get ourselves out of it. Maybe if we fight, maybe if we seek to take power from our, for ourselves, then maybe we can, we can get out of this. And of course, it's always at the expense of, of others. You think of the world wars. It's awful. The war to end all wars that took place, and then World War I moved into World War II. And the wars keep coming, don't they? And nothing gets fixed. Pour more money in it, pour more bombs. Do you know that over a it is estimated that over a half a million people have died so far in the Russian-Ukraine war. A half a million people. This is a black hole. And when you look at what we do to one another, I mean, you look at with Israel and Hamas, the things that I can't even speak with you today about because they're so horrible. This comes out of the human heart, the black hole. Remember what Jesus says about that? Out of the heart comes murder, theft, adultery, 
all the things that are bad. What a mess. And there's no way out. There's nothing we can do to get out of us. And that's why the God who created us by his word, he is born. It is into this darkness that Jesus is born for us today, for all of us. No matter how horrible we have been, it's for all of us. Every last human being on this earth. He is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, we hear from John. Oh, the dark one, the evil one, he thought he could put out the light of the world like he snuffed out us. And for a few days, <laughs> it seemed like he did. Another human being bites the dust with Jesus, suffering horribly on our behalf, humiliated, humiliated. And when he died, that was a black hole. Darkness enveloped him. A darkness so deep, so horrific, that Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Well, the evil one thought he had him there. But he didn't realize that this man, this Jesus, he was not conceived by Joseph. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This man is God. God in the flesh. And he went into that deep black hole for us because he's the only one who could get us out of it. And the Father sent him there because you know now through Jesus that that's how much he loves you. To let him experience the horrors of our lives that we might know the joy of his life, his light, and his peace. So what does Jesus do? Seems like there's no hope. But then the light shines out of the darkness, scatters it with his resurrection. There was no brighter day than that day. And he rose from the dead with witnesses, hundreds of them, people who saw him dead and alive. 
This isn't a fairy tale. It's not a, a cleverly invented story to make you, you feel good. Light overcame the darkness in Jesus Christ. Light overcame the darkness. The darkness. The gravity that holds us in was penetrated by the light of the world, Jesus Christ, to set us free. The darkness could not overcome him. And now, it cannot overcome you either. Jesus makes that known to you. He makes known that God is not your employer, not someone who is your adversary or enemy. He's your father. And a father, as a father loves his children, so God loves us. He never stops loving us. No matter how horrific or how bad it gets in our lives, he never stops loving us. God is our Father. That is what is made known today. God is our Father. So that we might receive him. That we might not run away from him, try to hide our sins or deny them or blame others for them or claim power for ourselves at the expense of others. No, that we might receive him. And notice what it says in our gospel lesson. That to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. John was not the light, we hear, right? But he bore witness to the light. And that's kind of strange, isn't it? Usually, don't tell someone about the light because the light enables you to see. Just thinking about that, that does seem strange, right? Well, the light doesn't enable you to see if you're blind. And that's who we are in our sin. We're blind. And when you're blind, the light doesn't help you at all. So John speaks. And we hear. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. And the word of God that brought life and life into being, let there be light, and there was... That's the power and authority of God himself. Let there be light and there's light. The God who created us, light and life, he gives us new life through his son. John bears witness to that. That we are given to see not with our eyes, but through our ears. And we see far more through our ears. For God reveals who he is, what he does, and what he continues to do for all of us. Jesus has made our Father in heaven known to us through his name and through his word and 
by bodying and blooding us together with him and each other so that we're now flesh and blood relatives of God's, in God's family. And we're that way for eternity. No one has ever seen God, the only God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made them known, John says. Remember what Philip said to Jesus? Lord, show us the Father. Show us. Then we'll believe. And Jesus is like, oh, Philip, like he is with us. Ah, Tim. Ah, Philip. Don't you know that whoever has seen me has seen the Father? And if you don't get that, just check out the works themselves. And our Lord's works, what he did, the authority of his word, making the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk, and the dead to rise. People witnessed that with their, with their eyes and, and saw it. And the word of God reveals that this Jesus, he's at the Father's side. And he reveals who the Father is and the extent of his love and his mercy for us. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Through his words, you see the water with the word giving you new birth. There, God took up residence with you. The word became flesh in you. And you received the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Here, he says, this is my body, this is my blood for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. The word becomes flesh even today. Oh, you don't see it with your eyes. You see more clearly than that. You see it through his word. A word that gives and bestows what it says. Light and life. Jesus has made God known that like father, like son, this is who God is. This is how God reveals himself to us through the son. Remember what he said about Jesus when he was set apart at his baptism and then at his transfiguration, the father said, listen to him, listen to him and you will see. Listen to him and you'll be enlightened. Listen to him and you'll know that your life has meaning and purpose. And your life will, of, of togetherness with God and one another will never end because of the grace upon grace that we have all received. This is how God wants to be known, how he wants to be seen. The God who gives himself to us in the wrapping paper of swaddling clothes, not under a tree, but in a manger at Bethlehem, now gives us to himself his word with the water, his word with the bread and wine, and his word put into our ears, hearts, and lives. It's not just one gift among many, or a gift that will soon be obsolete, but it's the one gift you need the most. It's the gift that makes it so that when people think of you, 
They think of our Father in heaven. Because as children of God, his word begins to have its way in your life. Like father, like son. And remember what Jesus reminds us of through his word, through the apostle, that we are all sons of God through faith in him. We're all like the Father now through faith in him because everything he is and everything he has, he gives to you today through his word. Whether male or female, young or old, you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Everything that belongs to him now belongs to you. This is the gift that keeps on giving. This is the gift that our Lord gives you right here and right now. Merry Christmas. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, all the ends of the earth will see your salvation. Lift our hearts to hope and joy in the celebration of our Savior's birth, that we would manifest this joy in the witness to the world. Lord, in your mercy, bless churches, schools, and every place where the good news of God in our flesh is taught. Guide our hearts to discern the voice of truth from error. Lead us to know and confess with all joy the good news of our Savior, that those who hear may rejoice with us and the holy angels to worship Christ, the newborn King. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you have comforted your people and bared your holy arm for our salvation. Preserve those threatened by persecution for the sake of Christ. Grant courage, comfort, and peace to those who suffer danger or violence. Lord, in your mercy. God of peace, look on the nations of this world. Give them a spirit of peace so that conflicts would cease and reveal through the birth of Jesus your great salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Mercifully grant healing, relief, comfort, and peace to all the sick, to those who suffer, to the dying, to those who grieve. Bless doctors, nurses, and all medical professionals and caregivers in their service of aid and comfort. Let all rejoice in the good news of Christ, our light and our salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you graciously give us all things that we need. Teach us generosity for the work of your kingdom. Accept the tithes and offerings we return to you, through which we display before the world our trust in your provision and goodness. Lord, in your mercy. Father, the great love that laid your Son in the manger also lays his flesh and blood before us in bread and wine. Grant us grace to bow our hearts before him with all those in heaven and earth who adore him, that we may receive his forgiveness and life with repentance and joy. Lord, in your mercy. God, in the birth of your Son, you've called people from every time and place into his body, the church. We give you thanks for the believers who went before us, especially who were with us in Christmas's past and who now live with you. Grant us sure confidence in your promise of resurrection and eternal life, and bring us with them at last to your presence, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we gather together the offerings. We invite you to fill out the Friendship Registry.
that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name of the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us to do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which was given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh. We thank you that for his sake you've given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be able constantly to serve you through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.